woke turns to shit, okay? Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast. Sorry for the introduction. Um, it's been a pretty rough day. Not going to lie, I have a fucking headache for some reason. I didn't get this headache until just now, but it is what it is. Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast. And I have a small topic. I did some earlier, but I'm going to scrap that because I didn't like how it came out. So that particular topic will be used for the next day and you guys will figure out what that topic is when the time comes. But for today, which by the way is Monday evening, the 15th of November, Monday, uh, we have Beer Buddies and Champagne Friends. Beer Buddies and Champagne Friends. Now I'm not going to play Nate Dog. But I do have this little bit of a joint that I've been holding on to for this particular time. So let me do a little quick pause for the calls. All right, I'm back, man. I had to take five minutes just to let this joint set in, man. It's been a very busy day for me. I brought this up earlier, but I'm not going to share it. So. I'm just going to bring it up briefly today. So today I received my first check um, from where I'm currently at right now, my job. And it's a good amount, man. No complaints when it comes to the money, especially with the work. (sighs) See, I'm doing something that I never thought I would do, right? And I was able to go to a better place making more money and doing less work. See what I mean? But I got my check. It was a live check. I had to drive up here to get it. And I said, cool, I'll go to my bank. I'll cash the check. And then if possible, I'll even put a good amount deposit into my account. Well, the place told me, Yeah, uh, we can't do that because the check is not issued by the bank. They said, oh, well, we can deposit that check, but we're not sure how long it will take for you to be able to spend it. Meaning they're not sure in which I found out later on going from my job, picking up my check to the bank, found out that I could not cash the check. And if I deposit it, I wouldn't know how long I would get it. So I try to go to the check cashing place, you know. And by the way, I show up at like 9.55, 9.56. The bank, I mean, the check cashing place doesn't open up till 10 in the morning. They open up. I come in, hand my check, hand my identification. I've been to this check cashing place multiple times, dealt with these people on multiple occasions, But today, this morning, was the unlucky day for me where apparently they didn't have any of my records. So, 
I went back to the bank. <laughs> this is all in one morning. I went back to the bank, told them, all right, I'll just deposit this in my account. They said, okay, cool. So the transaction takes place. They say, my shit is pending. So I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Oh, well, we can't really do anything or you can't do anything till we can verify all of the money. So you won't be able to touch any of the money that you worked hard for until next Wednesday. <laughs> so I went from being happy, like, wow, I got a good amount of money. I can't wait to save some, spend some, you know, only to find out in the long run, I have to wait until next fucking week <laughs> in order to get my hands on the money. <laughs> now, I have a receipt of my statement, I guess, that says I'm entitled to at least, I think, $225. Like, these guys are the worst. They said, hey, we'll give you a little something. We'll give you some nigger pennies, but you're going to have to wait a little bit for the big bucks. So I have to wake up tomorrow. <clears throat> Probably the same time I woke up today. I have to get money from other sources because I have a car payment due. I have insurance due. I have a lot of bullshit going on, right? So my absence is due to that. Um, during the weekend, I didn't do shit. I didn't feel like recording, so I just didn't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep it a buck with you. But I think tonight we got something. We got beer buddies and champagne friends. Um, I want to briefly go over some things. I have been checking out No More Mr. Nice Guy, an audio book by Robert Glover. It's not my first time checking it out. I think it's like my third time. Um... I like it. I like the book because it's it's perfectly imperfect. Meaning a lot of things have changed, but a lot of things stayed the same. And with this book, it's a real description of the modern men and how a lot of us being products of single motherhood, we have become caterers to women that have no respect for us. I think a lot of you guys need to pay attention to that book. This is more of a neutral uh, red pill related slash non-red pill related. I'll be going back and forth. Most women, <coughs> like when you deal with beer buddies and champagne friends, your beer buddies are like the guys you meet up with every now and then. You guys have a conversation. You guys crack back some cold ones. You shoot the shit. Business as usual. I got to turn the heat on because I'm starting to shiver here, man. This shit ain't no joke. Can't stand this fucking cold, man. I also um, do not like the air making that noise. So, okay, fuck it. I'll have to freeze. It is what it is. Fuck it. Your champagne friends are like the people who reach out when you have something going on. This could include most women. Most women for a lot of men are champagne friends, meaning 
they're not willing to really do anything, hang out, unless you have something going on. Or you got a nice car, you got a job, you're making things happen, you're more independent. You're not really looking for validation from women because you pretty much have that aspect or the financial aspect taken care of. Women will ironically go for selfish men. See, guys are told not to be selfish, but the guys who are affected on the alternative and the worst are the nice guys because these women who are being catered to by these men, right? They're going for the guy who is more self-centered. She is, in fact, going for the guy who's more selfish. And I want to give a shout out. And once my phone stops being fucking locked, I have to put a fucking number pad on my phone because of my work emails. Another fucking retarded thing to bring up, but I just have to. Certain things that are pissing me off today. I got to give a shout out. We got to give a round of applause to Robert Glover. Check out No More, um, excuse me, No More Mr. Nice Guy. The audiobook, the book, it's fire, all right? As I'm relighting this joint. Um, no More Mr. Nice Guy is a realistic, it's a reality check. It's a harsh reality for a lot of guys to have to, as they would say, or Rolo Tomasi would say, kill the inner beta. Now... As they all say, it's easier said than done. But I think looking into that mirror, understanding who you are and what you can bring to the table will give you insight on the people who will benefit you and the people who are waiting for your downfall. Now that we got that out of the way, check out the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. I'm done talking about that, but I am going to reference this title which is Champagne Friends, which is the terminology I got from the book. Now, I said your beer buddies is your everyday guys. You guys may you guys may be co-workers. You guys either know each other from school, knew each other from other activities or events, parties. And you guys hang out, socialize, whether it's small talk or conversations of real importance. You you know that if you guys go out <coughs> or if you guys go to the bar, right, and you don't have money, that guy got you. First two rounds is on him. And a lot of guys do this simply out of consideration. A lot of us, if we have it, we want our friends and our close ones to have it. Especially if we're going somewhere, especially if we plan on having a good time. You know what I'm saying? It's not the people who expect something in return. Or the people that do it subconsciously expecting something in return. Alright. So these are your beer these are your beer buddies. These are either your true friends, close friends, or considered Acquaintances. Acquaintances is, is not a bad thing. To have acquaintances, to have people 
you randomly bounce ideas or bounce topics back and forth off of one another is a good thing. Okay. Sometimes these people may deserve a higher placement. Maybe the people that you're just uh, socializing with compared to your actual friends is bringing more conversational value to the table. It's not really about assets, especially when we're talking about friends. Now, I mentioned earlier, this is going to be a mixed non-red pill slash red pill related topic because I've mentioned this before. Females are more of a representation of the champagne friend. The champagne friends are the people who show up in your life, like I said earlier, when you have accomplished things or you have a new car or you have a new house or a new job or you just have everything going for yourself, this is where a lot of these people come in. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to isolate and say this is just women doing this. There's a lot of guys who do this shit too. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to point them out because most heterosexual men aren't trying to sleep with guys. So we can point out the energy if a guy is trying to use us or if a guy just as simple as cigarettes. You know what I mean? You be around a person 24-7. They don't say shit to you, nothing, until they want something. Oh, yo, you got a cigarette? No, what's up? No conversation, no nothing. So that's how you know to separate those people. Because when you start getting things, it is important to look out for those who looked out for you rather than you attend and try to be everybody's buddy and keeping up with the Joneses. We're not doing that shit come 2022. We're not going to do that. You know, those other people, you know, may look at it as, you know, an activity. See, like with me, I have, I can honestly tell you, and I'm not really ashamed to say this. I don't have many friends. I had many friends. A lot of things happened. A lot of things took took place. Um, a lot of a lot of things occurred. Whether it was a new job for me, or a new job for that particular friend, or a new house, or a new marriage, whatever happens. A lot of times, friends. You know, friendships in general don't last because of our activities. Now, this doesn't mean I have any ill will against these people. Because I don't. There's a lot of people, a lot of guys. Who. On a random day. Wake me up. Like, yo, let's go to the bar. Uh, Yo, let's go to the shore. Um, let's go here, let's go there, let's go to the mall, shit like that. Random. And there was a couple of friends that did it that just inspired me to do it. So, like, maybe between now and, like, two weeks, I'll hit up a friend from high school who I haven't seen probably in five years. Yo, we don't, we've been up to. You still live, you know, Okay, I'm going to drive by him. You know what I mean? Smoke, chill, chop it up. And I just make that 
I'll make it like a tradition of mine. You know what I mean? It's always good to give back to people who gave to you. You know what I'm saying? But the champagne friends, <laughs> the champagne friends, they don't understand that. They don't care about that concept. You know what I mean? They're not going to be around when you're struggling. You need somebody to talk to. They're not going to be there if you're having a bad day and you need somebody to vent to. It's not happening, man. Stop. And look, guys. And people will know how this will sound when I say it, but you're better off finding that in another guy. Pause. Meaning, find guy friends to rant to, to bitch and complain to. Look, <clears throat> I got friends who just two years ago, well, matter of fact, last year, not even two years ago, seems like that. But last year, motherfuckers was down bad. We were all <clears throat> we were all looking for better jobs, more money. I mean, we were maintaining <clears throat> excuse me. We were maintaining, but that wasn't enough. And ironically enough, during the end of last year. I lost contact with this dude. Got on my purpose. Went to a better job than where I was at before that. And then found this job. Which right now I'm at the the pivot the pivotal point when it comes to the money I'm making hourly and the money I'm making annually. This is the highest amount that I've making since I started working, nigga. So I'm good. Like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm straight now. And then when I'm able to catch up with him later on, it's good to know that he's good. Now, both of us are straight. Now, now both of us are in a better position than where we were at before. And that person, or I'm talking about somebody in particular, but this is also an example. This person would be a beer buddy. This would be a friend of mine, right? Because there was times where he would probably have a bad day. <clears throat> he would hit me up like, yo, you want to drink? Want to hang out? I may not even want to drink, but I'll drink a couple beers. You know what I mean? Just to be company because I know how it is when you're a guy and you're going through some fucked up shit. The world doesn't necessarily give a fuck about that when it comes to you. To the woman, they'll attend to that. And I brought this up on numerous occasions, but I feel it's necessary to bring it up now. I see the meme had to be about five years ago now. And the meme was a. The meme was a man sitting alone, depressed in a room by himself. And it shows like a screenshot, the conversation or um, I wasn't even a conversation. It was a post that said, I'm depressed need somebody to talk to and it said that it was posted two hours ago i think it was like maybe two people that reacted or commented 
Then on the other side, there's a woman. She says she's depressed. She's lonely. She needs someone to talk to. And there was like 200. <laughs> 200 reactions. Infinite amounts of chained comments. You know what chained comments are. It's when somebody comments on your status and then another person reacts or replies or comments. So it's like double the amount of shit to go through. But um, that's just how it is. So I understand because I need, I need people to vent to. I do this podcast. I tell people this all the time. I do this podcast to have an outlet to speak to speak my mind without <clears throat> I'm not going to say there's no pressure. I just got into a point in my life where I don't give a fuck about it. Like the pressure of <clears throat> people judging what I'm saying or judging how I'm saying it, it would be too late to question or judge that because I've been doing this shit for I've been doing this for a while, man. We talking from, I will say, 2014 officially. So that's like seven years, going on eight years. I wanted to mention something, but I want to look this up first. Because I want to make sure <clears throat> this information that I'm bringing to you guys is accurate. Let me see here going through my Facebook as we speak. And by the way, I hope you guys um, enjoy or like the logo. I am uh, designing different logos right now, and I have a logo for the Renegade Red Pill channel, and I also have a logo for the Red Pill Party podcast. So, you know, hopefully you guys like that. I'm looking something up. I'm hoping I can find this shit if I can't. It is what it is. Today, and this was from the 11th, which is Veterans Day. Shout out to the veterans. But apparently that marks the third year of this podcast. So we're at a very pivotal time right now, okay? So I want to give a round of applause to myself, people. Where you at? Where you at? Okay, thank you. Give me another one. Yeah. Three years in, okay, which is important for me to mention, even going forward with the Champagne Friends, which I'm making, for the most part, the red pill aspect, a lot of guys understand this. I brought this up recently. I'm not bringing this up again just to purposely do so. It just it resonates and it relates to the subject where the man who was in a previous relationship with a woman may have not had the money may have not had the benefits, may not have had the car, may have not had the job, may have not had the house or the apartment that he had in that relationship. So, of course, when the guy becomes more aware on his purpose and what he wants out of life, and he's willing to put people and certain things aside to get that shit, the old bitches are going to come around. They're going to come back around because they notice that you are better than them. And this is this is the reality, man. I want you to realize this. When old women come back in your life and you really get a chance to sit back and you really get a chance to like think like, oh, I have this new car. I have the new job. 
I have the new house. You know what I mean? I have shit going on. And I'm in a better position than that woman. Even before, when I wasn't shit, she wasn't shit. So now that I'm on a, I'm on an incline with activity, I'm on an incline when it comes to revenue, there's going to be more bitches around. But the old women, you must disconnect entirely with these women. Once again, nice guys, disconnect from a lot of these old women, these old ex-girlfriends who come back in your life when they see you upgraded, they see you doing your thing. These bitches just want a piece of what you got. They just want a piece of what you have. These are perfect examples of champagne friends. This is where the sparkle and this is where the activities took place previously, previous years, maybe even so close to 10 years ago. But these women come back because they're like, damn. He's focusing on himself. He has this going on. You may look more attractive because you take care of yourself. You exercise. You have physical jobs. So you're able to keep physical appearance. But more importantly, you are making progress. And women hate. I'm going to tell you something. This is a secret. And this, this may be another horn. This may be another horn. Women are old flings, old relationships, even old marriages. They hate to see you doing better by yourself. See, now, <clears throat> if I was in a relationship with a woman, my ex nine times out of ten wouldn't hit me up. But she thinks I'm the same person from the time with her before. She doesn't realize I, be, I have evolved into a monster. She has, she has no idea. So when she tries to reach out and contact me, she's contacting, she's attempting to contact the Jersey Judah from 2015, 2016, maybe even 2014, when I was in a weaker state of mind, right? But she has no idea that I evolved. And I became her worst nightmare. Because with me, rather than who I was before, I would just let things go. Okay, let's move forward. Let's start something different. No, I'm not doing that anymore. That was the scent phase. That was the blue pill phase. That was the nice guy phase. I myself, Jersey Judah, was in fact a nice guy. And what's funny about the red pill is a lot of guys just won't acknowledge the truth. Which is you're a reformed beta or you've you've had to deal with your beta tendencies while maintaining frame, maintaining masculinity, working out, eating right. The usual. You just got a bunch of costume alphas. They come in. They're smashing this. They're driving this car. They live in this house, in this neighborhood. They're making this much amount of money. But they're not talking about anything real. 
they're not keeping it they're not keeping it thorough. I was gonna say keeping it street, but I'm not even gonna go on any diatribes or go on some hood matra shit right now. What I'm going to say right now is that most of these red pill guys who are out there, they're not even really realistic. They're not talking about real experiences. And I'm not hating on none of these niggas. That's why I'm not going to mention anybody. The people who I've mentioned are the people who I fuck with. And you know, one of my one of my goals with the YouTube channel would be to be an outlet for these guys to come on have raw, real conversations. Doesn't have to be about their upbringing. I don't give a shit about interviewing people. I mean, I would interview people, but there's only a select few who I would really want to interview. You know what I mean? There's only a select few of people that I would really, like, interview. I would ask some tough questions. I would be fair, but I would be firm with the interviewing process. You know what I mean? Even with certain people who I would naturally be biased against. People I would naturally be biased against. I'm not going to. I'm going to be very unbiased. That would be, that would be my goal. And it was something that I came up with, I think, 2015. I called it the uh, Red Pill Roundtable. Now, now, since then, I'm sure there is a Red Pill Roundtable now somewhere within the Manosphere. But I came up with the concept, and I had the people. I had a couple people from the Bronx. Shout out to the Bronx. I had a couple a couple cats. I think they were uh, poppies, couple couple Puerto Rican cats from the Bronx. And another guy that was from Jersey. We were going to have this conversation. Apparently, this guy wanted to have a conversation about abortions and Plan B and all this and my personal opinions about it. They left feeling pretty surprised and upset because I guess, from what I remember, they wanted me to be on some, oh, yeah, you know, it's all about fucking bitches. You know, if you can, fuck them. Yeah, they should have birth control. They should have this, you know, Plan B pills because, you know, no. I'm like, yo. As a man, your penis, you're responsible for that. On a traditional sense, women have already, I'm not saying women single-handedly destroy traditionalism, but they've struck in the match. And all of the traditional values that men once believed and had is all soaked in gasoline. And just it just took that little flame that she ignited whether it was the free love aspect going on during the war. Um, well, actually, this is an aspect, or this is a different way of looking at it. Um, after World War II, the boomer generation that came up came up actually more sensitive, if not just as sensitive, as a lot of men are portrayed today. They were raised by um, a lot of the mothers because during that time, the father was at war fighting a battle. The child comes up not even knowing what the war was about, 
but being nurtured and cared for by the mother. So as the child gets older, he actually mimics the mother and looking for a lifetime partner and actually resents the father. And this created friction. Now, fast forward to the late 60s, 70s, with the uh, Vietnam War, that created the hippie movement. So once again, the fathers were once again at war. The fathers were once again doing hard work and labor. But there was an uprising of the women who were left to take care of the house and raise the child. Now, the women get the opportunities or they've created. Um, these were some of the most innovative women. And I'm being honest. These are, If we were dealing with this level of feminism where these women said, fuck it, we're working in the steel mill, we're doing all of this shit, we're you know, creating rockets. You ever see the broad making the rocket and shit? Like, we would be in trouble as men. If, the, if we were dealing with the feminist of the of the times of war, you know what I mean? Since then, Western women, modern women, are catered to the most, they're pedestalized the most, and let's be honest, they're tricked on the most. Matter of fact, <laughs> speaking of trick, I want the old head <laughs> I want the old head to, uh, you know, drop his track. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the sugar daddy trick anthem. I want to be a sugar daddy. Hey. Let me say kind of daddy. Hey. I think I want to eat this daddy. Hey. Motherfucking chips. Hey. Young girls being kind of mean. Mm. It's all good. I, I got, got the, the green. green. Baby girl acting kind of funny. Mm. I think she's going to get some money. Hey. He was going in. The trick anthem. Okay? I don't trick. I find tricking. But see, here's the twist. Okay? Let's break something down. I personally don't believe in tricking. But if I decide to take a woman on three or four dates and I'm not smashing... She's showing no signs or indicators of interest. I, as a man, do not pick up on these things. I do not pick up on her body language. I do not pick up on her eye contact or sometimes even in most cases lack thereof. So I'm fucked. I'm better off getting the chick, pulling out my wallet and going, yo, 150, what's up? Then go on a date with a chick, and I'm just being hood. Three dates with a chick, that's 150 right there, $50 a date, 25 each. And that's going to Denny's, bitch. You going to Denny's, you get the breakfast uh, special. The, the extra money is for the tip, because I tip the workers. Feel me? And then the rest of that money probably going in the gas tank. That's three dates. 50 each. Now, a guy who may say, well, how can you support a guy spending his money on vagina? Well, let's break something down. The same way that I just brought up 
the guy going on three dates with a woman and getting no play, spending $150, would be the same way that I can bring up a guy who's in a long-term relationship just with a woman he can smash, just to be with a woman he can smash, excuse me. So at the end of the day, there's some level of transaction taking place. Women are the receivers, right? Now, a modern thinking man will sit back and go, well, that's quite interesting. These new age broads who can believe in which they are capable of making as much money as a man, they're just not working as much as the man and they're not doing the jobs that a man does, but going away from that. Compared to a guy, right, who has been told that his charm and his polite um, demeanor, his non-threatening beta male bitch made demeanor is acceptable and it should be even praised by women. It blows my fucking mind. This is, this reminds me of Elliot Roger. We already brought him up. I'm not going to bring him up again. If you guys don't know about Elliot Roger, look him up. The motherfucker was shot out. He was burned out to the gills. There's no other thing, no other reason to really mention him, but he's like a prime example. Like, you believe that you're entitled to women. See, me, I've already came to the realization that compared to with how I'm living my life today, I I wouldn't be compatible with a lot of women today. I couldn't. Because I went too far into this information. I went too far into this way of thinking. And for the first time, the thing that I'm doing, that I'm putting all my focus on, there's result. There's a lot of effort put in. There's a lot of things that I have to sacrifice. There's a lot of changes that I had to make to get to where I'm at. But I don't look at it as something that I was forced to change. Like, no, I made the decision and I made the effort and I took my focus away from bitches, old bitches, new bitches. Because now I almost become the ultimate apex where before I may have been young and dumb, you know, running around trying to get in where I fit in somewhere, losing that focus on making money at that time, dealing with dysfunctional bitches that I decided to deal with, that I was just as dysfunctional dealing with them, right? Because once again, it's all about self-accountability. And I said to myself, all right, I obviously, I obviously don't plan on staying in this position, right? I don't, I don't plan on, or I, I didn't plan on staying in that position where I was putting in all of the work and getting none of, reaping none of the real reward. You know what I mean? And I, I began selling myself short. Now, 
It's the up and up. Everything's up right now. A bitch to me would just hold me down getting into the next level. Now, if it's a woman who there is. All right, I put women in three categories. The woman, the women you deal with, the women you're interested in and the women you don't know. Okay, so the women you're interested in is has no indication of really a woman you're interested in dating. It might be a woman you're interested in seeing naked, right? Because we're men. Or we may be interested in anything involving the idea. Okay? Anything that's involving the idea. Take away that. And what's a, what's a man's... See, this is the reason why... Like when sexual harassment became such a big thing and these women were doing a lot of the complaints, the hypocrisies were so obvious because then they began realizing that these women were flirtatious with other guys and very selective with a few guys. But then when a guy who they're not attracted to makes a simple compliment, he's being reported. You know what I'm saying? So there was always a selective attitude. Now, what gets me is a lot of you guys, a lot of you men, a lot of you chicken, chicken neck, chicken shit motherfuckers who really need a reality check. You'll just continuously waste your time and effort trying to validate and praise these women. And then you, too, will ultimately find out that that's a waste of fucking time, a waste of effort. You'll feel like a fucking idiot at the end of the day. Because anything I say, you won't listen to. And I had to tell a lot of my friends, right? Because I was really like, I was really on some 10 toes down shit. Like, it's time to make moves. It's time to, it's time to get shit done. So a lot of my friends are out of I'll be blunt fucking I'll be blunt one of my friends asked me relationship advice and I had to tell him that he wouldn't like the advice that I would that I would give to him because I'm going to give you this advice as a friend but at the same time it's going to be very realistic I'm not going to sugarcoat with you. If I think the bitch that you're talking to is doing some suspicious shit, there there's there comes a responsibility that you got to you got to take as a man where you may have to risk depending on how, how close he is to you as a friend, you may have to risk the possibility of him not listening to you and him not fucking with you anymore. Because you're being truthful, you're being sincere, you're being 100%. You something that all these niggas they talk about, but they're not 100% with themselves. They're playing the image of being somebody that they're not. And even if they become that, they were never true to themselves to begin with. <laughs> A lot of y'all ain't ready for that. A lot of y'all ain't ready for that message. But that's just the reality of it. Like me... With me, I would compare 
what's been going on with the past three, four years to like an outer body experience. Where sometimes like I get out of my skin, I get out of my body, and I see I'm 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 beginning to notice the progress I'm making. So women they see that. They see that. They go, wow, man, this this dude, he's determined. There's guys who you can look at and you can tell, like, it's not like an intensity that's threatening, but it's an it's a intensity that's present. They, When somebody sees a person like that come into a room, their focus is on them. And it's not because they're the best looking. It's because they have a demeanor where it's strictly down to business. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, a lot of uh, uh, old friend asked me about a relationship, uh, advice on relationship that he was in. Now, I have to put in accountability of, number one, he's not me. He's not going to have that not give a fuck reaction or attitude to anything that I'm telling him. And I know for a fact he's not going to have that towards the woman. So I told him straight up. If a woman tries to change you, that's not a woman worth dealing with. And I already knew that this person was a quote unquote nice guy because of his demeanor. You know what I mean? He's very down to earth, but dealing with a lot of women today, they can look at him as an easy target. And this guy ain't no bum. He's not a broke dude. He's making bank. (laughs) Career oriented. Feel me? <laughs> you know, that's the shit where I'm on right now. Like, fuck you talking about. Right now, I'm, I'm having, I, I got a retirement plan. And I'm not even joking. I, I shit you not. I have, in this place, a retirement plan. So I get a good amount of bread put aside. <laughs> good amount of bread put aside. Feel me? And I'm at a place right now where, logically speaking, when I make the move and I plan on leaving, I want to go somewhere that's even closer to where I'm working at. But in the future, I plan on going down south. You know what I mean? My plan is going down south. But in the meantime, I can very well be here pretty comfortably for another five or ten years. And with the possibility of the board and this place that I work for going up, they said, you know, we can go up two or three dollars depending on the end of the year and the beginning of the year. So we're going to see what happens. That'll be even more money in my pocket. So like I said, my focus is no longer on women. They're not even really a priority. Like, And I, and I don't say this in a disrespectful way because... I know I'm a, I know a good portion of women who feel the same way towards men. And who am I to judge them or their past relationships? Although most women do not take accountability. And this was this would have been something that I would have talked about today if I didn't have the concept of what I had gotten previously from No More Mr. Nice Guys. We're close to about 48 minutes. Um, I will go into that particular topic, actually, uh, with Kevin Samuels being right. Um, a woman's kryptonite 
is accountability. Self-accountability is a woman's kryptonite, or at least modern women today. When you deal with champagne friends, you're going to deal with people who are temporary. These are people that you'll see every now and then. You may see them during the summertime more often than, than usual, especially if you're doing something. If you're celebrating, if your birthday's coming up, oh, yeah, I'm going to come through. Duh, duh, duh. A lot of these niggas show up, no gifts. A lot of niggas are just disgraceful. And I'm talking about universal niggas, white niggas, black niggas, Hispanic uh, niggas, Guinea niggas, Mick niggas, Kraut niggas, Chinaman niggas, Jap niggas, all of them. A lot of motherfuckers are just selfish. Now, the concept, one of the concepts... I would call it a concept behind the No More Mr. Nice Guy's book. No More Mr. Nice Guy, the book, I should say, is the idea that the nice guy has to become selfish. And this is true because the nice guys that are expressed in the book are the guys who are nice or they do that to get validation from women, or it is the guy who, in essence, you know, however you look at it, whether you want to use beta, non-alpha male type of men, have the uh, characteristics of a nice guy, right? Rather than a normal guy, who, by the way, normal guys are courteous, Normal guys will open the door for women. I'll open the door for anybody who's behind me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what I was raised from. And we won't expect a thank you or, hey, how's it going? We, don't, we won't expect it. It's just common courtesy. So if you would say thanks, then that would be cool. But if you don't, all right, either way, fuck it. Who cares? A regular guy will just do that. And the reason why I say a nice, a nice guy is not a regular guy. You can't be a nice guy 24-7. So to consider yourself solid, a solid nice guy, which means 75% of your day you are being nice and courteous to others, that's fake. It's disingenuous. And women see you as a target because they see you as a fraud. They don't, they don't take you seriously. They see you as a gimmick. In which a lot of nice guys are. Because once again, and this is me saying this, this may be toxic advice. I don't give a shit. You are better off being a scumbag asshole than be a personified nice guy. And that's just the truth. You can take this however you want. You can take it wherever you want. You know what I mean? Take it to the bank. Put it in the account. Do what you want. You are better off being a wordsmith. Not conniving, but be a wizard with words with women. It's the best way I can describe it. Be a wow. <laughs> a wizard of words. 
This will nine times out of 10 get you the number, get you some action. There's a lot of guys who just want to go out there and lay pipe. I don't blame them. Especially these younger dudes. These niggas, 21, 25, they're listening to me like they listen to me right now. Imagine them listening to me. They would think that I'm fucking out of my mind. They're talking about what? Put bitches aside. Focus on my, what? A lot of niggas today ain't going to want to hear this shit. But these will be the same motherfuckers, right? They found themselves down the road in a situation with a woman with the same shit I'm talking about. Not having any hobbies. You dedicate your time and your money and your effort towards one woman. You lose focus on all the friends who's trying to contact you. And then later on, when the bitch leaves you, or when things don't work out, you try to come back. You try to hit niggas up. Like, hey, how's it built? How's it going? <laughs> how's it going, man? I'm... Hey, what you been up to? Nah. A lot of guys, they lose focus. I, d- I, I do want to apologize because I forgot I had the trick anthem on. And I recorded it at a lower sound quality. So, shit happens. Um, I had a couple more things I wanted to talk about. I did get off the subject a little bit. But it's better to have beer buddies than champagne friends. When you have beer buddies, that means you have real friends. That when, regardless of what you have, even if you have a six-pack of beer, some decent weed, not some good weed, not no high-power weed, but no garbage either. You just have just enough good, decent weed to have a conversation, relax, have a couple cold ones, chill out, conversate. You feel me? Then to have your champagne friends. These are the people who only show up when you yourself have something good going on. These are the people who go there, who go the way or go the distance and being scavengers in a sense. They're just after the scraps. Whatever you're throwing away, they'll have it. Because I found out later on in life that regardless of how people appear, right? Regardless of how people appear and how they seem to carry themselves, when you really start to peep their moves and how they do things, you begin to realize that a lot of these niggas ain't really doing nothing. And you'll begin... To realize that a lot of people are just sitting there waiting for you to fuck up. They're waiting for you to make that that wrong move. You know what I mean? And when you fuck up, they'll try to be there to support you and comfort you. Meanwhile, they're trying to reap the benefits of whatever you got going on. You'll find a lot of people like that. It's sad for me to say it, but I find more people in my life today who are like that than anything else. Because when I was struggling and I did, I wasn't making the money I'm making today, I was trying to figure out <laughs> how I was going to get a pack of smokes or what I was going to eat that night. A lot of niggas didn't give a fuck. So I have a vengeful but also strategic mindset. Like, the more I achieve, the more I'm going to shit on these niggas, bro. Like, that's how I look at it. The more I'm going to achieve is the more I'm going to deny and curb my exes. Like, that's how I feel. 
and it may not sound healthy. It may sound very immature, but who gives a shit? I'm still making shit happen. I'm still getting up busting my ass every day, Monday through Friday. So I don't give a fuck. A lot of niggas, they'll talk like they're professional. They're doing big things, but they not making no money. They look at the everyday blue collar worker as lesser than, but they don't got shit themselves. They don't got a pot to piss in a window to throw out of either. So there's like a lot of, like I mentioned before, like a lot of, um, what was the word I brought up? A lot of sacrifices I had to make to do what I'm doing right now. Like, for example, I told people Friday that I was going to record at 730. They didn't get a chance to, unfortunately. So I figured today I'll just put in the extra work. I'll start earlier than I usually start. I'll work at a reasonable pace. I'll have everything out of the way. So by the time I sit down and start recording, I'll have nothing but time on my hands. Like right now it's 8.04. I may go until 8.15, possibly 8.30, maybe less. But I know most of, if not everything that I needed to do tonight is already done. So I'm running the floor machine in the gym. You know what I mean? A light scrub on the gym floor. I already did the hallways earlier. So I'm already set. So I already have, as I was stating before a while back with the hypnotic rhythm, I'm already beginning to get and grasp the hypnotic rhythm of where I'm at. Right? My workplace, being aware of my surroundings, knowing when to say shit, knowing when not to say shit, knowing when to do things, knowing when not to do things, and trying just to maintain a balance with incorporating a lot of shit going on with the podcasting. I can't take a break from work, or at least not yet. Eventually, I'll get a couple vacation days and shit like that, but I won't use those until I really need them. So I can only take a break from podcasting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, man, like a lot of shit's been going on, good things, not a lot of bad things, but certain things like, you know, me not being able to touch my money until next Wednesday, besides a little bit of $225 I can pick up tomorrow. Like that, that, that's a roadblock. But I at least know that I'm still, I'm still maintaining, I'm still making money, I'm still working. You know what I mean? And now, I guess, I might wait till Black Friday. I didn't think about that. Damn, that might be that might be a blessing in disguise now that I fucking think about it. My plan was to get a laptop. My plan was either today or tomorrow. But with the little bit of money that they allowed me to get from this deposit, I'll only be able to get the things that I would need, a.k.a. my marijuana, gas in the car, certain things for the house. So I won't be able to make any moves until the 24th. But to be safe, we'll just say on the 26th, I'll just take my card out to Best Buy. You feel me? <laughs> take my card out to Best Buy and um, get a new laptop or somewhere that has a laptop. And uh, the YouTube channel, Renegade Red Pill. 
It is coming back. I asked the people, you people. I seen a lot of, I seen a percentage of people from South America who um, fuck with the pod. So shout out to you guys. If you guys like the podcast and if you want to support me, you don't got to share this shit. You don't got to like this shit. Just listen, enjoy it. Then the YouTube channel, Renegade Red Pill. I'm kickstarting that. And with the laptop that I plan on buying, I plan on doing a lot of my content, a lot of my editing. I want to get back into slideshow, uh, slideshows. I was doing that. I think my first three videos, which is I think the only three or four videos that I have on the YouTube channel, Renegade Red Pill, by the way, is mostly those slideshow presentations. I'm going to be doing a good amount of that. I also, my goal is to do a lot of live shit where it's just me showing my face, you know, shooting the shit with the people, shit like that. And I'm really trying to gain a genuine audience. A genuine audience. This audience doesn't have to include people who like everything that I say. Because I know there's a lot of people who... I know a lot of people who I was close with, who who actually knew me. And when they heard that I was doing a podcast, they were thinking, oh, this is going to be some Joe Rogan uh, type shit. This is going to be some comedy type shit. And I tend to throw a couple jabs and jokes every now and then um, for a little giggles and pokes. But not a fucking comedian, right? So when a lot of these people hear it, they go, oh, well, I didn't expect him to talk about relationships and this red pill thing. Like, yeah, nigga, I'm not talking about no everyday type shit. You know what I mean? So a lot of those people were genuinely, uh, genuinely disappointed. They were like, wow, we, we expected him to talk about bitches and hoes. And look, I do talk about them, but I don't talk about them in a positive way. I'll talk about women in a positive way if I, if I tend to come across more presentable and positive women. Now, see, this doesn't... A lot of women will get very offensive when they hear this, but I want to clear things up. When I go to work, for example, right? I go to work Monday through Friday, right? Typical. Um, starting like maybe three or four weeks from now, I'll do a couple of Saturdays or I'll do a lot of Saturdays where I can make more money. And once again, I'm doing like 35% of the work that I was doing in my previous job, right? I can't, I can't expect a woman to really understand what it is that I'm talking about because number one, the way that I talk is very blunt. It can be very offensive. Um, a lot of women just won't want to hear it. They just won't. They'll, they may, they may agree on certain things, but with a lot of women, it's strictly emotional. So because I may be passionate about the topic, those women can say that I'm emotional. 
And let's get something out of the way. This is from um, the No More Mr. Nice Guys. Men, women don't see nice men as attractive. They see attractive men as nice. This is I'm, I'm going to say this again. Only a few people are going to understand what I mean by this. Women don't see nice guys as attractive, but they see attractive guys as nice. The image is everything. The action to a lot of women is nothing. It's the image, which a lot of women will say the first thing they see in a man is his haircut or what he has on his head and his shoes. Okay, men have been um, hardwired to look at breast, face or eyes, breast, ass. You know what I mean? The raw attraction is what it is for guys who have that. And some guys have it and they may not even know it. Everybody, every guy. I won't say every guy. That's fucked up to say that. But a good portion of guys, they have a certain thing with certain women. It's not all women, but certain women will notice these men, right? And the thing about it is these men will talk about, well, there's no women available. They're not even noticing all the bitches that's checking them out. He's not really up on game. He doesn't know about indicators of interest. And it's not until the very end to what he finally realized, like, damn, all these women were checking me out and I just didn't even. Like, I bring this story up all the time. And I'll bring it up again because I don't give a fuck. I like bringing up old stories. It reminds me of uh, Artie Lang, right? Y'all niggas know Artie Lang, Jersey native, comedian, stand-up comedian, Howard Stern show, legend. He would always say the same stories, but how he would start it, it was as if he said it for the first time. Until you get halfway and you start noticing, like, I've heard that before. Hold up, this nigga said the story already. I don't give a fuck. When I went, when I was out going to bars and shit. I wasn't I was never a club guy. So I didn't like loud music. I didn't like being around motherfuckers I didn't know too close proximity. I don't like that shit. You know what I mean? So when I would go to like, you know, small little dive bars, little taverns and shit, drink, have my boy with me, have a couple buddies with me. A lot of these niggas they'll 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 look at me and go, yo man, you see that girl over there? I'm like, yeah, the blonde chick, right? He's like, yeah, yo, that chick's checking you out. I'm like, yeah, I know. What's up? He's like, oh, man, I'm just like, I'm like, nigga, come on, man. A lot of guys are just too fucking thirsty. Even if they would have had a way of words with women, like their energy, they're like, they have a dehydrated energy. <laughs> These niggas have a dehydrated energy. Their electrolyte levels is down. So any chance they see a woman 
interested in a guy or if they're interested in a woman, they can't control themselves. Their words and their actions will easily put them in the friend zone. That's why a lot of guys who tend to have more of a focus on money or tend to have more focus on their passion, and this doesn't include women, he's seen as more attractive with women. He seems more attractive to women because those women can at least acknowledge the fact that this guy has his own purpose. And these women, although this is very psychotic and I do believe that this is the case, a lot of women will make the best effort in trying to get you off of your purpose, to get you focused on them. Don't focus on your career as much. You work too many hours. Bitch, I've worked hours before. I've worked these hours before you, and I'm probably going to work these hours after you. Either you're going to have to come to that understanding or no hard feelings. See, like me, I get over the kid shit. Like My last breakup was difficult because I I wasn't happy with this bitch but I had a mindset to think that damn I would be miserable without her but then it took like three months and I was like damn this is the most freedom that I've had single no burdens no problems I didn't have to go, well, I wonder if this girl will call me back. Or I wonder if this girl will hit me back up. It's like, fuck all that. I'm 33. Like, the money is what matters today. And a lot of women will say that's cold. But these will be the same bitches that won't fuck with a bum. Won't fuck with a nigga that's just trying to get things going from the ground up. They want these niggas and they want... A version of us that's already accomplished. So they can come in like leeches. Essentially, they can come in like leeches, like parasites. Use us as the host and try to get us from everything we got. Now, I'm not saying all women are like this, but I think it's safe to say for men today. To be on the safe side, it's best to go along thinking that. (laughs) When you think of women today, think of the boogeyman. Okay. It might be fictional to you, but your child self, your inner self, a lot of niggas are afraid of the dark. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just keep it a buck. Not me. I'm just saying. A lot of niggas are afraid of the dark. So, you have to have that same level of caution. Now, I'm not telling guys to really run away from women and say cooties and run away. I'm not saying none of that goofy shit. I'm saying, as a guy, If you're focused on your money, you focus on your career, you got things going on, just keep doing what you're doing. When you start losing focus, you'll deal with old bitches in the past, and metaphorically speaking, you begin to backtrack. You try to go back to that point in time and make things better when things were already set in stone. When a relationship ends, man, it ends. And that's why these women come back, because they know that you are the gatekeeper of that relationship. If I wasn't the gatekeeper of this relationship, this bitch wouldn't hit me back up. 
But I knew and I was able to sit back and say to myself, well, why come back now? Okay, what do you have going on with your life? Oh, well, I just had this misfortune after misfortune. And you look at me and I'm telling you, I got a better job, better car, better opportunities, living a better lifestyle, a toxic-free lifestyle, in a toxic-free environment. Even if I'm in a toxic place or a toxic environment, I'm in a non-toxic state of mind. So I'm able to deal with things and tolerate things a lot more than how I was in the past. Because in the past, I wasn't, I simply wasn't ready to take those responsibilities. There's no real excuse that I can make besides I wasn't ready to take those responsibilities. And in the same way that I would have, I would have went back into that old relationship, I would have backtracked, made a lot of same mistakes that I made previously. And everything that I'm telling you guys right now would just be bullshit. I would just be lying. I would tell you guys that I'm living a lifestyle that I'm not. And I think so many niggas are used to perpetuating that when it comes to hip hop or when it comes to the streets, that they're not used to seeing a nigga that's keeping it 1000 when it comes to these podcasts and these recordings, because I take this shit seriously. I joke around. I fuck around. I like to do that. But I also like to get into the topics. And I also want to be more productive and even more organized than I was last time. And I keep that same energy when it comes to work and when it comes to my everyday life. Right now, I'm focusing on the weight. I'm trying to get back to at least 215. I think I'm at like 220, 219. Um, the dieting simply breaks down to um, if I eat. A lot of carbs, I typically do that one time a day. Today, I ate uh, one bag of chips, no, or one bag of cookies, which was enough uh, sugars to keep me going throughout the day, along with this iced tea that I'm drinking. I don't eat until the night. Now, the reason why I eat at night is because I know when I wake up, I'm going to have to take a shit. I'm just going to keep it blunt. So, if I eat... When I get off of work, it makes more sense because right after I eat, I'm taking my ass to bed, wake up, do my business, and that's how I would go through the days, especially work weeks. I'll If I do eat in the morning, it's just spared a moment or I was up long enough to where I can find something to eat, be able to digest it properly, and go to work and be able to do my eight and hit the gate. So I've been kind of trying to better myself all around in other words the work right now is lovely i'm about to get ready to wrap this up at nine well i said nine eight thirty it's about eight twenty one now when i go back in i'm going to just clean this floor clean out this machine empty the water put the machine back and chill out until it's like 10, 20, and then I'm out. You know what I mean? Job is good. Podcast is great. You know what I mean? There's a lot of moves that I'm trying to make, like I stated with the Renegade Red Pill channel on YouTube. I'm going to probably most likely try to incorporate a lot of the episodes that I'm doing now, whether it's just grabbing the audio that I originally have and just uploading that to YouTube along with a little slideshow or whatever. 
I can do that as well. I'm trying to make this channel big, so I plan on incorporating a lot of things in order to do so. Um, I also wanted to do another YouTube channel that was more non-Red Pill related. And I think on that channel, as promised, I mentioned this several times, the Soprano Sound Off will be coming to YouTube. Um, I talked about it a little bit on the podcast. I later on realized that, all right, I got all of this shit going on with, you know, self-development, bettering yourself as a man, um, self-accountability, responsibility, um, obligations, things like that. Then all of a sudden, I put on a fucking Sopranos review where I review the characteristics and the characters who are against Tony Soprano. And I said, damn, that's a little unbound. But I'm not going to delete it. I'm going to keep it where it's at. I just have to come up and strategize um, another outlet or better yet, like I said, YouTube and talk about a lot of my Soprano related shit there because I am a Sopranos fan. But yeah. There's a lot of things that we talked about within the time period of talking about it. I'm sure we're at like a, at least an hour now, right? We're at an hour and 18 minutes close to rounding up. Uh, Beer Buddies, Champagne Friend. Beer Buddies, real reliable people, people you can depend on, people you can count on no matter what in a lot of cases. Champagne Friends, mostly ex-girlfriends or guys who see you doing something and bettering yourself and they just want a piece of the action and they will they will uh, masquerade as allies and people who are in your corner until you choose to not help them out and then they become your enemies so you know keep that third eye open gentlemen you guys know the fucking deal Jersey Judah with the real raw red pill I'm kind of stuck. That little joint that I smoke is still, still resonating with my mind at the moment. I wanted to go through a couple of other things that I wanted to talk about. We are going to talk about Kevin Samuels is right. Accountability is a modern woman's kryptonite. We will. We've been talking about the investor and consumer mindset. I didn't get a chance to really touch on common sense and common knowledge, but I will be doing that in the near future as well. Do I have anything else that appears to be everything? So, beer buddies, stick with those people or acknowledge the people who've looked you out and helped you out in the past when you didn't have shit. Don't forget those people. You know what I mean? The champagne friends. Those people, I'm not saying you need to stay away from them. Just be very cautious. You'll find more champagne friends when you're in like a work environment and you begin to climb the ladder and you begin to get some pull. You'll have a lot of people that will kiss your ass just to try to come up off of you. That's an example of a champagne friend. If you didn't have that position or if you didn't have that title, those people would not talk to you, probably would not communicate with you. Let's just be 1,000. Anyway, phone's at 39%, so I think that is a good enough sign because I have to remember that I still have less than two hours, maybe two, no, yeah, less than two hours remaining, and I want to keep this phone uh, at least on long enough 
to read or listen to the rest of No More Mr. Nice Guys by Robert Glover. By the way, No More Mr. Nice Guys. That is on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. It's a six-hour um, it's a six-hour audiobook. I've listened to it most of it today. Actually, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck this up, but I'm not even halfway through it. But I've listened to this most of the day throughout my shift. Good read for a lot of you guys who are coming on board, consuming those red pills. You might want to check that book out. That will put you in a decent path. Um, there's still a lot of. Uh, self-development that you have to make better dieting exercising different circle of friends um sometimes when you find a red pill you're going to spend a good amount of time alone get used to that be proud of who you are find who you are a lot of people lose themselves around trying to find acceptance from others you don't want to do that but in the meantime and in between time jersey judah red pill party podcast i'm gonna hit the horns and i'm gonna sign out peace Everything woke turns to shit, okay? Sure.